Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Costa Rica. And this is the 17th of July, a Sunday in the year 2022. So today we actually have a few things going on, and one of them is the sun is making a lovely relationship with the planet Neptune. And this is what happens when the sun goes into Cancer, at least this time in history, while Neptune is in the sign of Pisces, its own sign. And so the sun is giving us a beautiful relationship to Neptune, which provides us with opportunity. And opportunity for what, you may ask, and that is with a a smooth relationship between the Sun and Neptune. It gives us the opportunity to be more intuitive, to listen to our intuition more. It gives us the opportunity to maybe dive into meditation a little more, perhaps creativity. And it is a really interesting relationship because we have the sun at the latter degrees of cancer and whenever the sun is now going into later degrees of signs it starts to get connected to lots of planets because we've got Saturn in the 20s we've got Pluto in the 20s and we've got Neptune in the 20s of all uh, the signs they're in and you know Uranus is not quite there yet but it's as we remember staying at 18. But so the sun is going to be connecting as it will in a couple days to Pluto, which we're going to get to in a minute. And so this is interesting because it's the later degrees of the signs that we're seeing as a pattern right now. So um, sun, trine Neptune affords us the opportunity to connect with spirit. It affords us the opportunity to connect with creativity and you know, relationship-wise, it's also a very good connection. You know, it, it means you can talk to someone, you can have feelings, you can share feelings, you can express feelings. And the sun, we want to express. Now, water signs don't necessarily get verbal. And so we're not going to see maybe a lot of verbal uh, expression right now. It may be just gentle reminders in actions. Um, and, you know, cancer is not a sign that opens their heart and pours out of their mouth all their feelings, you know. Um, But uh, the moon is in Pisces as well, and so the moon is connecting with Neptune. So, you know, there may be some activities that afford us to be more sensitive to the needs of others and connect with, you know, people in a feeling way. Now, one of the other things that's happening is, and, and here we are with feelings versus words, Venus is getting ready to leave Gemini, and it's going to do that at 9.32 p.m., and so it's going to go into the sign of Cancer, so that's another planet in the sign of Cancer, and you'll remember we've been seeing these clusters for a little while, and so we've got the Sun and Mercury, which were just conjunct yesterday, and now we've got Venus moving in with the two of those planets. Now, that's three planets in the sign of Cancer. And so that's, it's more sensitivity, you know, than, than by the end of tonight, you're going to have, um, and that 9.32 p.m., by the way, is Eastern time. So by the end of Sunday night, you're going to have Venus, Sun, Mercury, Moon, and Neptune all in water. So this is where things are right now. Lots of water. Then there's lots of Earth. There's Pluto, Mars, Uranus, all in earth and 
you know, good old Jupiter is still in fire, hanging in there, Chiron too, but Jupiter's a planet, and <laughs> that's where the fire is, and the air is Saturn in Aquarius, and Venus is leaving in moments to go into Cancer. So, out of Gemini, out of air, into water. So, it's mostly water, mostly water in the heavens, and oftentimes this time of year, that's what we see. So, you know, we are moving, things are moving, things are, things are going to change signs this week, and we're going to get to all of that in a, in a second. So, the other thing is that tomorrow, Monday, uh, Mercury opposes Pluto. So, hey, <laughs> if you've got something to say, think about it before you shoot someone with your words, because... Mercury Pluto is incredibly great, like as far as business acumen and and thoughtfulness in the strategic sense and in the um, analytical sense and mathematically and and deep deep thoughts and deep intense like study. You know, if you're studying something deeply and intensely, you are. You, you know, you need that Mercury Pluto. It's really good if you're doing some very intensive work. Um, but Mercury and Pluto make for heated conversations sometimes because Pluto's a little hot, you know, even though it's in Capricorn. Mercury's in water. So it's, it's definitely an interesting time. This only happens, well, right now it's only happening once a year because Mercury's not retrograding and opposing Pluto three times. But Mercury and Pluto are speaking to one another very um, uh, directly, shall we say. <laughs> so maybe, you, you know, and uh, maybe it's good just to think, like I said, think before you speak. And then also think about like your mood, because this can be something, um, that shifts your mood as the day goes on. You know, you're like, huh, like it, Pluto's dark. Pluto can be dark. Pluto is the planet of darkness. It's the planet of the underworld. If your th thoughts turn dark or turn into a, a moodier feeling, this is what's going on. So if you get moody today, this is something that you want to be aware of. And tomorrow, tomorrow you get moody. These are things you want to be aware of. Okay. So that's, that's something. Now, the other thing is we are now in the retrograde station of Chiron. So, and everybody's like, Chiron, what is Chiron again? What's a wounded healer? You know, Chiron is, is going to retrograde 1121 a.m. on Tuesday, and that's Eastern time. And so by me, that's going to be 921 a.m., um, but Chiron is at 16 Aries. And so Chiron has, um, it's halfway through Aries, and it'll take a few more years to finish with Aries, but it's been there for a few years, and we've watched it. And, you know, Chiron is very interesting. Um, when it goes retrograde, it isn't exactly something that is... Like, it's not like um, Mercury going retrograde, you know? It's not like Mars going retrograde. It's it's a little more subtle. It's not a planet. You know, right now it's being considered a comet. And so when we are looking at I have to say, and I've said this before, when you have a Chiron transit, there's nothing like a Chiron transit. It, it, it really is the understanding and the depth of uh, feeling a wound. 
And I can say, the kids are whooping it up out there if you hear them. Um, <laughs> um, I can say from having Chiron go through my sign 10 years ago or so, it's, it's not fun. And, you know, I try to keep things nice and, and possible on this podcast. You know, I want infinite possibilities. But we, it's a process. Chiron is a process. Like, like Pluto, like Saturn, like, you know, but not like Pluto and Saturn. Because I feel like when Chiron comes through, it does not say, okay, this is a transformation for my highest good, Pluto, you know. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, the universe is giving us something that it, you know, you have to believe that it's in your highest. Yeah, Deb, right, Deb. I, oh, sure, I really believe that's in my highest. No, you don't always want the things that happen to us. Um, but the thing is that Chiron, it is the opportunity for us to look more deeply at what we feel wounded by. Now, everybody's feeling wounded at some point in their life, something. Wounded through relationships, wounded through work, wounded through parents, children, siblings, cousins, best friends, you know, everything. And so we look at um, our wounds more closely when Chiron, it goes into retrograde. And, you know, Aries is about the individual, the own soul, opinion, voice, individuality, okay? And the listening to oneself. And sometimes we have to take a step back Chiron retrograde, to acknowledge and embrace our um, feelings of, you know, not bending to the will of others. Because the opposite of Chiron in Aries is, would be the sign of Libra. And Libra is where we need to cooperate and compromise and balance. Aries is not and so if you find yourself, if you're a Chiron and Aries person, and that might be you if you're born in like 1968 or something, you may have, or 69, 70, um, you may have Chiron and Aries, and you feel um, that you are always sacrificing your needs, and your needs get wounded for the needs of others. And sacrificing self, sacrificing something about self that does not um, does not support you. It, it means that you have to, you bend to the will of others. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> Having Chiron in the first house can do that as well. But so this is a time for all of us to take a step back and say, where have I done that? Where have I allowed that to happen in my life? You know, Chiron's going, is in Aries for all of us. It's going through Aries for all of us. If you have it and you're having your Chiron return and you're 50 or early 50s or something and you've had your Chiron return, this is, and that's what happens. Chiron takes 50 years to go around the Zodiac. And it's, it's where we, you know, it's where we have to look at that wound. Now we become a better, deeper person after, you know, working with that wound. It's not a healer um, that heals wounds all the time. It's, it's, you know, Chiron in mythology could not be healed. And it's not where we go and we heal our, yay, I'm done. You know, Pluto still sits in your chart. Chiron still sits in your chart. So we still have those layers that we need to address. And looking at where Aries is in your chart right now would be helpful because you know where that actually is. And, you know, it is a very um, potent energy 
Chiron. It is something where, you know, tr no amount of transformation, like I'm going to empower myself and rise above. That works with Pluto. That doesn't really work with Chiron. Chiron wants you to go look at the wound, acknowledge it, embrace it. And, you know, if it's not your Chiron and it's going through a house, where is it going and how does it allow you to um, reveal your wound and in that area of your life? Maybe it's your sixth house. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your 10th house. Maybe it's your reputation. Whatever. it, Wherever it's going, um, it's revealing in those areas of woundedness. And um, that's an important thing to look at in your life, you know. So uh, that is a very, very potent retrograde. So just be aware of it. And if that Mercury-Pluto gets under your skin and you're not in a good mood, remember that Chiron is turning retrograde as well. So the good news is that it does give us opportunity. There's lots of opportunity now to reveal and look at these things. Now, Tuesday's a busy day. Tuesday's a busy day because not only is Chiron going retrograde, but the sun is opposing Pluto. So there we are again. There's the mood. There's the Cancerian mood and the, I'm going to go in my shell now and not talk to anybody. It's better if I go in my shell. Sun Pluto um, is about transformation and it is seeking transformation. And if you have had a sun Pluto in your life, um, meaning you have it in your chart or you had it by a progression, if you know your chart, then you understand what this is about. Maybe Pluto opposed your sun at some point. Maybe, um, you have that in your chart. So if that's something you have and you are, you, you are in strong memory of that, this will trigger you. And astrology cycles are inevitably triggers for someone at some time. The sun opposes Pluto once a year. This time it just happens to be on the 19th as opposed to, you know, maybe the 17th where it was last year. Um, but the sun and Pluto opposing one another are valuable in that it affords us a level of transformation, but it's Sun, Pluto, and Chiron retrograde at the same time, and so this is this is intense. So this is, I would say that this is the day of the week that things are intense. First, we have Mercury, Pluto on Monday, and then Tuesday. Tuesday, I've got like little check marks on my calendar because of all the things that we need to address that day: Chiron retrograde and Sun, Pluto. These are these are potent things. These are. Um, deep, deep, deep things. So if you have a chance to get deep with yourself on Tuesday, then I suggest that's how you, you know, spend some time journaling, spend some time meditating, go for a long walk, have a deep conversation. Sun and Pluto are at opposition. These are um, the balance of one energy versus the other. The sun is all the light we experience in the world. Pluto is all the, you know, the underworld. So the sun, if the sun is what's shining in your life during the day, and then you've got Pluto in the underworld, well, lots of things happen here. The idea is to illuminate the darkness. That is the great idea. And therefore, so doing, probably be able to clearly see your wound a little better, right? Right. So this all works together. See how that all works together? So Tuesday could be in a very enlightening, powerful, profound day right? So we, that's, that's the direction we want to take this in. We do not want to curl up in the, the crab shell and hide our head in the sand. We want to connect with what is bringing us transformation in healing of a wound. 
that's deep. Okay, so maybe something comes up and you're like, man, I was having a good week. It started off good. Now it's Tuesday and ugh, what's going on? That's what's going on. Asking for transformation. Very powerful. Okay, so then, and there's more um, on Tuesday. So remember, Pluto is at the end of Capricorn. It's at 27 degrees Capricorn. So Mercury flies through Cancer. So it's opposing Pluto at 3.01 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday the 18th. And then by 8.35 a.m. on Tuesday, it's going into Leo. That means it's moved three degrees three degrees or two and a half degrees from when it opposes Pluto, you know, in the wee hours, Monday morning, and then it goes into Leo on Tuesday morning. So Mercury's changing signs this week. Very interesting. Mercury is changing signs. And that's really a good thing because Mercury changing signs is, you know, now we get something else in fire. We get less water because as I said, we had all that water. And now we're getting some fire. Not that water's bad. Water isn't bad. But we like a balance of the elements. Mercury's going into Leo. Leo is a fun, the fun sign. It's the sign of having children and having fun and thinking creatively and being creative. And when a planet goes into Leo, we look forward to Mercury. You know, Leo's also the party. You know, it's a partier. It's somebody who wants to walk in and be the life of the party. But when Mercury goes into Leo, we can expect that our minds are a little more you know, they're having, they want to, our thoughts are like, I want to have some fun. I want to have some fun. And so I think this can elevate our emotions a little bit out of the feeling of not being, um, you know, not being in that crab shell, wanting to hide one's head in the sand. Mercury in Leo is fresh, fiery energy that says, okay, there's a new day and I'm going to be happy about this. Okay. Now, Again, interesting. Things are moving. Mercury goes into Leo. We know that Jupiter is in Aries, but the moon, now remember today the moon is in Pisces. That means it's going into Aries, right? It goes into Aries Monday, 7.17 a.m. Eastern Time, and then it's going to pass through, connect with Jupiter, but also conjunct Chiron <laughs> about an hour and 40 minutes or so, 35 minutes after Chiron goes retrograde. <laughs> so the moon is going to meet with Chiron, which is now like now going retrograde and the sun is going to oppose Pluto, but Mercury's going into Leo. So I, I'm hoping that Mercury balances out those energies and that we can get to something, um, optimistic in our day okay be optimistic about your transformation be optimistic about healing your wounds and then we move on and speaking of leo the sun will enter leo on friday the 22nd at 407 p.m eastern time which will be 207 my time and hey the sun enters leo so the sun likes to be in Leo. It loves to be in Leo because it rules Leo. So that's a lifting of energy. So we end the week, the work week, on this high note of the sun going into Leo. And that's a good thing. That's exciting. We like this. So this is actually something that is particularly optimistic toward the end of the week. And 
as the sun moves, you see, now this is where this is where we look at our speed of planet. And here's a little astrology lesson. The sun is going to oppose Pluto on Tuesday. It then takes several days from Tuesday to Friday to finish from 27 degrees of Cancer, where it is, and go into Leo in the late afternoon on Friday. And remember, Mercury opposed Pluto on Monday, and then Tuesday morning was already in Leo. <laughs> so it, like 24 hours later, well, more than 24 hours, maybe 30 hours later, it goes into Leo, and it just zips through three degrees. That's Mercury. Mercury's closer to the sun. Mercury is faster. Mercury is a zippy little planet. So um, so by the end, of, then we're going to have a lot of fire by the end of the week, a lot of fire. So then we're going to have all sorts of, you know, Mercury in Leo, sun in Leo, Jupiter will still be in um, Aries. You know, they'll still, then we're going to have enough fire in the sky. Um, right now, there's not a whole lot of that. You know, when a planet stays in a fire sign for a little while, like Jupiter, then we, we can have that balance. Um, okay, so that means Mercury's changing signs this week. Chiron's changing direction this week. The sun is changing sign this week. Well, what other goodies do we have in store? We have Mercury speaking sweetly to Jupiter on Saturday the 23rd. So Mercury's in Leo, Jupiter's in Aries, and so this is good. This means that we are getting the fiery energy and it's all talking to one another. So sun in fire, sun, sun's fiery. You know, we don't think of this, sun is fiery. Look at the sun, it's hot, it's fire, it's in Leo. We like that, it, it loves this month. It's the one month it spends in, you know, its own sign. Um, and it's just brighter. So we're looking at more illumination at the end of the week. We're get looking at, you know, Mercury will already be there. And then Mercury makes this nice relationship to Jupiter on Saturday. And that's an opening of the mind. It's an optimism. It's definitely optimistic. And so we're starting the week with a heavier energy and we are moving through transformations and licking wounds and connecting to the understanding of a wound, shining the light on our own transformation, on the places in our life that need it, shining the light in the closet, as I've said so many times, the sun coming in and opening up that Pluto, helping us look within a little more and look at what could be maybe dragging our heads a little bit. And then we move to the end of the week and it's a very different energy. We've got fire, more fire in the sky. We will have we will have water because Neptune's not going anywhere and Venus will have just entered Cancer. So um this is this is good. This is all good. Because remember, um the sun is going to like you know this is like a strong place for it and this is going to brighten up our moods mercury talking to jupiter in a very positive aspect in an opportunity aspect in an aspect of openness this is all going to brighten our mood brighten our mind help us think creative not feel stuck in our feelings and emotions you know and that's one of the things when we move through water signs we are going to be very aware of our feelings a little more. We're, we're going through, we're in the flow. We can be in the flow, but it sometimes takes a little fire in the sky to get us to snap out of it. And hey, wake up, come on. Don't, don't 
cause yourself more emotional grief. Don't, don't cry over spilled milk. Let's just go. Let's move. Let's get up and move your body. That's the other thing fire likes. Exercise. Moving the body. Yes, Virgo likes exercise, but it's, it's for different reasons. Um, Virgo is like, I need to take care of my body and make sure it's healthy. Yes. Whereas Leo is like, I want to move my body because I'm excited and I want to feel the blood in my body, you know, flowing. And I want to feel the breath in my lungs. All of that. Absolutely. Very good. So we like that. Um, and you know, we're going to move out of this, like, you know, place of, um, sensitivity, this very sensitive area of this. Chiron's sensitive. That, you know, looking at wounds, that's sensitive. We are sensitive. The, the, and try not to get dramatic. Okay. And I say that for the entire week for two reasons. One, sun opposite Pluto, drama. Leo, drama. (laughs) You know, save the drama, save the drama for, you know, TV, (laughs) watch TV, get your dose of drama, stay out of drama, stay out of drama. And, you know, it's hard, you know, sometimes with Leo, it's like, you know, my mother was a Leo and, you know, there was always this, you know, every now and again, there was that. And even if it wasn't dramatic, there's, you know, Leo, an Italian Leo, you know, so there you go. (laughs) Um, Okay, and then we come back to next Sunday when Venus in Cancer squares Jupiter. Now, Venus, Venus likes being in Cancer. She's a goddess in a, a warm, um, you know, beachy sign. And it's, you know, Aphrodite rising out of the sea. And it's on that shell, you know. And she's, she's sensitive. She's uh, you know, curvy, she's voluptuous, she's um, just sexy in Cancer, she's more sultry, she likes, but maybe a little shy, but very domestic. She's going to make you a warm meal, she's going to invite you into her home, she's going to feel, um, get you to feel cozy with her. And that might be the way to, like, a Venus in Cancer goes into um, someone's heart, you know, she makes them a warm meal, she gives them a um, you know, a banana bread. She <laughs> bakes cookies. She's, she's sensuous. You know, she serves you soup when you're sick. She's nurturing. Um, but, uh, it's interesting. I met a woman here in Costa Rica and she's, um, maybe she's listening cause she was interested in learning about more about astrology. She, uh, she owns a gelato shop in, uh, Avellanes, which is a beach area. We were in Santa Cruz and she's got a bunch of cookbooks, and um, she's from the Czech Republic. Her her name is Chef Kamu. Her name's Camilla. But she's got, um, I think she's an Aquarius with Cancer Rising and Cancer Moon. And so there's all this, um, there's all this creativity, and she's in the kitchen, but it's so innovative. It's so Aquarian that it's like, you know, she she makes this amazing gelato, this ceremonial cacao from the indigenous Costa Ricans and their cacao that they bring her. So she buys it from them and she makes cacao gelato with only water, cacao, and agave. And that's it. There's no fillers, binders, cream, dairy. Her, all of her ice cream is a gelato. None of them have dairy. If she uses anything, it's coconut milk. And so it's just 
It was so out of this world. It was the most unreal chocolate gelato I have ever had. And if you're in Costa Rica, check her out. It's Gelato Magico. And they're on Instagram, Gelato Magico. Um, and Chef Camu, K-A-M-U, and she's on Instagram. And it's, it's truly the marriage of cancer and Aquarius because my friend said to me, that girl is a genius. And I said, yes, she is. And she, she has five cookbooks. I think she's working on another one. She just writes cookbooks. And, but this is the brilliance of Aquarius and the innovation in her kitchen with all that cancerian energy, you know? So I think that's a, and she's very, she looks like a very happy person. She's always smiling, you know, she's likes to go surfing, you know, so it's, it's fascinating, um, to, uh, watch the signs come alive in someone's chart. The signs, um, actually really open up and express themselves. And that I can't think of a better, uh, way to express oneself than Cancer Aquarius, you know, being innovative and brilliant in the kitchen and opening up a shop and, and, and a, a gelato shop that's unique and extraordinary in an Aquarian way. So yeah, so that's, that's Chef Camus. Um, and so Venus squares Jupiter next Sunday, and we'll talk about that more on the next podcast. And we'll talk about, you know, Venus and Jupiter, that's a little overindulgence. That's a little too much gelato for, for us. So if you feel like overindulging on Sunday the 24th or that weekend, know that it is Venus squaring Jupiter. You might buy something. You might buy might buy more than you expected to spend, right? <laughs> or maybe... You had a little too much in the, you know, Venus and Ke- that's comfort food. Square Jupiter, ooh, that's like I am going out and like getting myself like a, a nice big piece of chocolate cake <laughs> or a nice big bowl of, you know, gelato. Um, or I'm just going to spend a ton of money at Zara Home. <laughs> um, but that's that's the Venus Jupiter that's coming next weekend. So. So yeah, so this week, you know, we're moving out of more sensitive, more res- like, you know, hidden energies, things that are under the surface out into the, the bright sunlight. So we're moving from lunar energy into solar energy. We're moving out of all this Cancerian energy into the solar, into the sun. And, you know, this is why, you know, this is why Leo is such as you meet Leos and they're so sunny. They're like usually they're, you know, everything and everything with Leo often, you know, it's, it's sunny, it's bright. It's, they want it to be bright. They want it to be optimistic and positive and creative. You know, they get hurt, you know, they get that, what I call the hurt kitten look on their face when, when something happens, they're sensitive too. Yeah. In a different way than Cancerians. Cancerians are going to like not speak maybe <laughs> or not tell you or just look at you and glare at you <laughs> where leo might just get that hurt kitten look on their face and like you know a little pout but um i'm not saying that leo like what i'm trying to the point i'm trying to make is leos are sensitive too but it is um it is we are moving out of lunar energy into solar energy and so there's that there's that brightness um and speaking of lunar, how was that full moon the other day? Oh, that full moon, I have to say, that was really, really intense. And it was a super moon, I know, but that was one intense. I, it was a very emotional day, I felt. Um, I just, you know, I overindulged my emotions a little too much that day. And 
it was just it was just too much for me. It was by the end of the day, I was I was just not happy. I was I was just uh, it was angst. It was angst. And you know, there was a lot of just things that just I had a few things happen, literally happen that were not good. Like they weren't bad, bad, but they just pissed me off, you know? And so I just, it just set the tone. I set the tone. And then at the end of the day, I had to say goodbye to someone again. You remember six months ago, we had people leave my community and now another couple left. And that would be Amira and Alex, Amira who removed the snake from my couch last weekend. And she and her husband, and they're young, they're in their late twenties, early thirties, and they decided to move to Austin. So, um, Amira's half American. So, so they, decided to move to Austin and they said goodbye to us on Wednesday night. And so that was another, it was like, that was the ending of that day. It was like, Oh, I have to say goodbye to somebody again. And so, you know, my community is, it's quiet. It's not the same. And there you have it. There's the week. And, um, the moon is in Pisces. Now it's going into Aries Monday, seven seventeen AM Eastern time. And then We'll stay in Aries. Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, it enters Taurus. On Wednesday, it will go void at 10.19 a.m. Eastern Time. Stay void till 2.23 p.m. Then go into Taurus. The moon likes to be in Taurus. It's exalted in Taurus. So it'll be in Taurus Wednesday, Thursday. Um, it will connect, of course, you know, in Taurus, it's going to connect with Mars, conjunct Mars on Thursday, 12.06 p.m. And then it's going to conjunct Uranus to 14 a.m. on Friday. So there's a lot of Mars, Uranus. You know, they're getting close. We're going to talk about that next week. And then, um, you know, the moon will continue through its tour of duty in Taurus till 7.45 p.m. when it goes void. And then on uh, Friday, and then it enters Gemini 1.11 a.m., which will be 11.11 p.m. for me on Friday night. But Saturday morning, it will go 1.11 a.m. Um, and so that's it. And then it will be in Gemini Saturday and Sunday. And that's our week. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with me, I am on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer. I'm on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, where you can book online for an appointment, either Reiki, Astrology, or Emotional Clearing. Also, you can find me on Twitter at Deb Astrology. And if you'd like to... Uh, Email me, you can email me, deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to one and all. Love to everyone. Have a beautiful week.